Do it! <laughs> Ladies and future boys, welcome to another episode of The School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast to be charged with drunk and disorderly by the Lazy Town Police Force. My name is Jamie DePaula. Do they even have cops? Fuck, they do now. Or did they just let Sportacus do it? I think they did. That's fucking a dumb idea. Care to elaborate on this? No. <laughs> My name is Terry DePaula, and as you can probably tell by this wonderfully delightful music playing... Oh, I forgot. Start again. No. <laughs> no. Just, just make the... Just pretend. Pretend. Make, this, make it go. Kai, are you going to put the music in the back? So royalty for Think of whatever song you want. Okay. Alright, cool. Have this is some version. You do it, I'm ready. <laughs> <sighs> My name is Toby Fuller, and as you can probably tell by the wonderfully delightful music behind me, today we are beginning to cover the TV series It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Along with our producer, Kaya Steen, we are joined by the people who chose this topic, Megan Chikatilo and White Collar. Great. Guys, what got you into the series? Where did you start? Just random videos of it, like Suicide is Badass, Magnum Dong. It's all just Danny DeVito. Yeah, when Danny DeVito hits the man with the two by four. Oh, yeah, You just see random videos of it and you go, like, what the fuck? What about that one where it's just a really sweaty close up? He just goes, egg. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You just see clips of it everywhere and just one day in every boy's life they go, what the fuck's this from? Um, I heard about it a few times and stuff. The same Jeff from Rooster Teeth who recommended Junji Ito stuff. Used to watch the shit out of this. And I was rummaging around as I do on the iTunes and I saw an episode called Who Pooped the Bed? And I needed to find out. I like that. Artemis is there. Artemis is great. Um The origins of the show began with creators Charlie Day, Glenn Howerton, and Rob McElhenney. McElhenney. Yeah. They're just the main three guys, aren't yep. they? And for some reason, in the end credits, it's just a terrible photo of them as it goes like. It plays something in backwards. Oh, what do they say? Oh, it's different every season. Oh. Um, they became friends while being rejected for acting parts together. And Rob and Glenn eventually wrote a short film together about a dude who's going to his friend's house for some sugar, and his friend tells him that he might have cancer, and the friend just doesn't want to know about it and needs to get out of there. Oh. That's um, if that plot sounds familiar, it became episode four, which was called Charlie Has Cancer. The episode names are the best thing of all time. Most of them are just like the gang. Or a specific person. Yeah, and it always tells you exactly what the episode is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, this short became a thing called It's Always Sunny on TV, and it started off as a goofy video to show their friends, but it kind of snowballed from there. Um... Then it was time to make a pilot for TV. Like, they'd been sitting with it for a little while, and they were like, let's, uh... Fuck, what do we got to lose? So, um... It is less known in the fan base that it was... Oh, it is known, sorry. That, um... It was shot with a $200 budget. But that... The fact is, it was quite a lot less than $200. Oh. Um, the only purchase made for the pilot development was the tapes for a shitty camcorder they already had. Um, I love that punk grunge style of the show's early seasons, like, because it's like a VHS quality at best. Yeah, it's real bad, but it's funny. Yeah, it's got like a garage band look to it. Um, 
Uh, it also has an important thing that makes it a, a piece of art special. Is It's that the dudes are just there to have fun. Like, you might not know it, but you can usually tell when something on screen is fun to make or just a job. Can't you? It's sort of does. Like a six cent. You get vibes. If you don't have enough of a life. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they put together a pilot and pitched it to FX, who loved it. Um, but Rob McElhenney, uh, Mac, was strict with it. If they were going to do their show, it had to be their show. Uh, the three of them would star, produce, and write it, and, like, that was the rules. You may know Mac as a background character who dies in Game of Thrones, apparently. Hmm. It had to be fun, or what was the point of making it? <coughs> Similar to, like, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, and how they do South Park. Um, a few changes were made, and they hired Caitlin Olsen to join the gang as D. Um, originally it was about these three guys trying to be actors in Hollywood and failing miserably, uh, which is exactly what the creators were doing when they came up with the idea for the show. Uh, it eventually became about guys running a bar to avoid all the Hollywood cliches. Um, the only character to keep those goals was D. But it's barely touched on, because it's only used sometimes. Um, I never realised that she was in Brickleberry. Yeah. Um... Starting in August of 2005, the show hit TVs with a very tone-setting episode called The Gang Gets Racist. <laughs> we meet Charlie, Mac and Dennis in their bar, and while there, we meet Dee's black uh, boyfriend. They aren't completely formed characters yet, but Charlie is, like, right, right off the bat. Um, a weird little man who is obsessed with an unnamed waitress. Yeah, she never gets the name, and I like Not that. fucking once. They never give up. Like, um, they all just say the waitress, even Charlie. Yeah. There was a theory for a little while that they had used her name at one point, but it wasn't. It's different. It's not that. Um, bit of trivia, though. The waitress is Charlie's actual wife. Oh. Yeah. Um, um, that's weird that um, Sweet D is also the whale shark in Finding Dory. Hmm. How come yeah. her and Charlie are the most successful in real life? I don't know. Out of, oh, not counting Frank. Yeah. Um, the other guys, though, don't quite have their parts settled in yet. Like most first seasons, though, Dennis isn't a manipulative sociopath yet. Mac isn't an angry Catholic man by, confused by his own sexuality. Mm -hmm. D isn't a raunchy monster, and Frank isn't there at all. More on him later. Uh, anyway, episode one is set up to be about race, but quickly becomes about homosexuality. Uh, really pushing envelopes right away there, huh? They didn't. Yeah, they were just like, this is how it's going to be, and you've got to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, the first season only had seven episodes. They were The Gang Gets Racist, Charlie Wants an Abortion, which was one uh, Trey enjoyed. Um, you got Underage Drinking, a National Concern. <laughs> Charlie has cancer, you got gun fever, and the gang finds a dead guy, and they finished things off with an episode called Charlie Gets Molested. Compared to other... Well, that one's very confusing, because you never kind of know what's going on. Like, you think one thing's happening and it didn't. That's right. You know? Um, the shows that were coming out around the same time as that episode were like, How I Met Your Mother and My Name is Earl. Yeah. Like, they didn't really fuck around in comparison to mm. prime comedy television at that time. Um, 
they were all good and fun, and I was in, put in charge of season one for this episode, so I picked Charlie Gets Molested as my highlight. Um, the episode begins with the guys in the bar, as pretty much every episode will, when Mac reads a newspaper saying that their elementary school PE teacher, uh, Coach Murray, has been arrested for molesting students. Um, he tells Dean Dennis that he and Charlie went there, but Charlie weirdly denies ever meeting the guy and literally runs away from the conversation. Thus, the episode title pops up. Charlie got molested. Oh no. They always pop up at the best time. Yeah. They do them really well, and then it proceeds to just show footage they filmed out of the window of their car. And to royalty-free like, music. Really yeah. bad. Like it's like yeah, it's the sh- Eagles it's Stadium, and it just like cuts halfway through like the sign that actually says what it's called. Yes, yeah, it's just the worst. And as the seasons like progressively get better quality, like picture, it's they're still driving down the same streets and recording the same footage, just on better cameras. Um, while Dee plans to organise an intervention for Charlie, Max starts getting jealous that the coach didn't molest him. <laughs> We are then introduced to key players in the Sunnyverse, which I thought was a good name, and that is the McPoyles. Ah, <laughs> no! These sweaty, monobrowed, milk-loving fucks are so goddamn they weird. Clothes. They're always wearing bathrobes and shit. Even at the Halloween party. Uh, they are the victims putting in the claim of molestation, and Charlie knows that they're lying. The problem is that it was Charlie's idea. Uh, he planned it out while drunk and forgot uh, completely about it until now. Um, but while, he's, while he is there, we've got uh, Mac visiting Coach Murray in like little boy shorts trying to get molested. The full grown man. Um, later on back at the bar, Dee and Dennis try to get Charlie to confess to being molested and then he just run away again. He's like a little ferret person, he's great. Oh. Um, Mac has returned and has researched a bunch about pedophilia <laughs> in front of bar patrons and customers. He talks about how the standard pedophile would go after the weak children because it's a power fantasy. That's why the coach didn't want him and why Charlie was not molested, which as the series continues might not be that true. <coughs> Jack Kelly, cough cough. We can talk about Oh yeah, Uncle Hands. He likes hands. He does, he's obsessed with big hands. <laughs> Just put your hands over mine. We're lawyers! <laughs> you, you guys aren't far enough in, but I'll just, I'll let you no, know. No, no, yeah, I know, but we're talking, um, I think it's called The Trial of the Century episode. Um, in this one, they, you meet, like, I think the, the head of the McPoyle family is like a weird bird. But in that episode, you see his uncle Jack, and he shows up to court with big novelty hands taped over his real hands. Oh my God. And at one point, he points, and the glove comes off, and he starts to cry. Oh no! He's, a bit He's just upset about his little hands. He is. It's fucked up. Um, we also see Charlie's mother, because Dennis and Dee are there telling her that her son was molested. She's a fucking weirdo. She's great. Um, but anyone normal in this series gets destroyed in the gang's wake, so you sort of gotta be weird to keep up with them. Like, um, like the priest, or like the lawyer, or like a million other characters that just have their lives ruined. Um, Charlie then walks in to a sexual abuse intervention that they've all planned for him. Um, 
and he has to show his mother in front of the McPoyle brothers and his family where on the doll he was touched. But he can't like he can't tell the truth because the McCoyles throw him under the bus. Yeah, I knew the whole Uncle Jack with the small hand stuff from like later in the show, but he's fucking creepy to go back and rewatching that scene. He's like grossly interested. There's like a lot of close-ups of him kind of sweaty. It's like show us on the doll. Go on, show us. And then, like, there's a big epic slow motion as the finger just goes towards the butthole of the doll. It cuts. Yeah, it does. It's very weird. The show's the king of hard cuts. Yeah, seriously, even before the show was fully cast and moving along nicely, it's still well done and fun to watch. Like, season one is a mess compared to the rest of it, but it's still so good. Um, The McPoyles, clearly missing the mute sister at this point of the show take Charlie uh, take Charlie to the police station to file an office official report uh, where he immediately rats on the brothers and leaves even though he wasn't molested by the coach now everyone in his life thinks he was molested so that's cool the episode ends with Max still visiting coach Margaret the episodes always end like with not much explanation yeah they sure do they just don't give a fuck um, all this is the airing the same week that Charlie's uh, Angels remake. No, no, Charlie oh. Sheen had to babysit Jake on Two and a Half Men. Whoa! Oh. That's crazy, man. Yeah, if it wasn't South Park TV, just wasn't doing this shit. It, it still doesn't do it that much either. No. Do you guys like season one? Yeah, yeah it's, it's surprisingly good because everything people know about this show and stuff they just think of Frank. Yeah, like it's weird that he's not there. Good shit about him, like how that school had the hidden shrine. Like everyone knows good stuff about him, but he's not even in it yet, and it's still somehow good. Yeah, without like one of the best characters. Um, it's missing Mantis Toboggan, and we yeah. still enjoy ourselves. <laughs> Mantis Toboggan, PHT. And if we're gonna have this kid live, we're gonna need some duct tape, some aspirins, and like six more beers. What does he beat Mantis again later? You bet. Oh, so get excited, you fuckers. <laughs> um, the the Kai Steen over here. You were in charge of season two. Yes. Brace yourself, she is not a fan. Oh. So I was challenged to cover season two. I'm going to try my best. But, like Toga said, I have to let you know. I do not like this show. I love it is show. not my humour. I find it gross and awkward. <laughs> I'm not like really happy boyfriend. to watch it. But I have seen quite a lot of it in passing because Toby watches it. I sure do, my friend. Mm-hmm. Mostly during dinner. That's when we watched it too. So season two aired in 2006 and was made up of 10 episodes. But before filming the series um, or the season, creator Rob, Rob McElhenney? We'll just go with Mac. I'm not sure how to pronounce that last name. Okay. Uh, he heard that Danny DeVito was a fan of the show and that they would be able to set up a meeting between DeVito and like the creators. Um, and so- 
because originally the FX were like, we'll continue this weird fucking mess of a show, but we need to add, like, a celebrity star to get anyone's attention, because no one gives a shit. And, um, Danny DeVito was perfect. Yeah. Well, because the one of the presidents of FX is friends with Danny DeVito. Mm. And so that's how, like, they managed to arrange him to... And his kids were fans of the show, so he was happy to be there. He he didn't mind that it had no fucking budget at all. Actually, that's a fun fact for my episode that I had to do. What? Okay, so, they pitched Frank Reynolds, and he loved the idea, but he only had 20 days that he could film. And so, this in... All of Danny DeVito's scenes in season... Two were filmed the first 20 days of like their filming. Yeah, and then they put all the other stuff around those uh-huh. clips. Yeah, that's pretty good. You wouldn't know that you he was know. like, that's completely separate. Yeah. Yeah. They're like normal looking, but look like him as well. Um, well that's good. This season um, features heavily around the gang's parents. We're introduced to Frank, who yep. is. Clearly supposed to be Dee and Dennis's dad. Charlie is a uh, potential son as well. <laughs> but they don't address it ever again. They address it a bunch. Um, they just never confirm yeah. or deny or try very hard to solve it. Charlie's mum is also in it. She's weird. She gets weirder the further in really, you get. Really She's like wants him to vacuum the ceiling and shit like that oh, later on. She seems normal. She becomes style. a bang maid. <laughs> this is great because because um, Meg and Cola have not finished watching the show yet. This stupid fucking Australia won't even get half of them on DVD. Our cutoff is at season six of this currently filming season fourteen show. Yep. <clears throat> awesome. All right. We also learn about Dan Dennis's mum. Yep. But Mac learns the most. Ah, uh, fucking so bangs right, that yeah. mum. Is that isn't the episode called? He learns the most in Mac Ben Dennis's mom. She's funny, but she is much funnier dead. He's so weird. Oh yeah. I would also like it to be known that this episode broadcasted at four thirty p.m. on a Friday. (laughs) Holy shit! Kids at home from school. It's on the TV. Mac bangs Dennis's mom. I just, I just figured that's just something I felt needed to be. That's a weird time um, slot, and I don't trust it. Sit around the the television and have some family time and watch Mac Bangs Dennis's Um, Dennis's mom. Mac getting laid has reminded me. I think two thirds of this story has happened by now. Mm -hmm. With the waitress, Dennis bangs her. Yep. Then Mac, and then Frank. Mm -hmm. In the Dennis method, <laughs> that's how they do it. Like, they actually keep continuity. There is, it is super entwined in its weird little continuity. It's yeah. baffling. <laughs> okay, so in this episode, Mac is sent by Frank to get his toupee from Barbara's house. Oh, yeah, he needs his wig. Because he's going on a date. His wig's a fucking wig. He's not that weird yet. Oh no, he's got a fucking long way to fall, like dude. kind of normal for season two, and then it just gets fucked. I think the quote is, I don't know how much time I have left on this earth. I'm going to get weird with it. I think that is it. 
Um, and then he did. <laughs> while Mac is hanging out with Barbara, mm-hmm. um, Dennis and Dee are trying to get out of Charlie work. Which is like cleaning toilets. And yeah, because he does all the shit stuff. Um, and Char- um, Dennis's way of trying to get out of Charlie work is by threatening to sleep with Waitress. Which kind of happens. Yeah. Yeah, she's like in love with it. She's like banged yeah. every main character but D at this point. Now, because because Charlie is angry, because Dennis is going to sleep with the waitress, uh-huh. when Mac asks if he should sleep with Dennis's mom, because she's been flirting with him to get back at Frank for going on a date, mm. Charlie tells him, yes, you should do it. <laughs> so... And this is this is where you can join the mail room with all the red string. It's a big story. By the end of this episode, you have Mac has slept with Barbara. Mm-hmm. You have Dennis has slept with the waitress. Um, you have Dennis tries to sleep with Mrs. Mac. Who is gross. Yeah. But she turns him down because she doesn't find him attractive. Yeah, and that upsets Dennis. He gets, gets butt hurt, hey. <laughs> um, you have... Dennis tries to seduce Bonnie Kelly. Mm. Mm. Then Dee tries to get Charlie to sleep with the waitress to get back at Dennis, which doesn't work because she ends up sleeping with Frank. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The love triangle of that episode is like some next level fuckery. The decahedron of intercourse. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> and Mac tries to sleep with someone in this episode too. I can't remember who it was. Well, he keeps trying to sleep with Dennis's mum, but she rejects him after the first time. Yes. Because she only did it to piss him off. Mm. She don't want to keep doing it, but he's like showing oh, up there like and Frank it. goes on the date with the chick from his high school, but he realised that he's only attracted to younger women. Yeah. You do good. That's, that's you, you pretty much... You watched a whole episode for this ep- for this podcast, and I appreciate that. I also appreciate the I, subtle I Pepe Sylvia reference too. you dropped in there. I have some trivia oh, too. Pepe now. Sylvia. Okay, so this episode hmm? was the episode that they decided that Frank would always carry a gun. Yep. <laughs> because when they were re-watching, like, everything that goes on, mm-hmm. um... Charlie made a joke saying that Danny should always be dancing on the show and carrying guns. And they were like, yeah, he should carry a gun. It is great when he'll randomly panic and pull out a revolver, like, yeah. all the time. <laughs> um, and as I said, this is this is a good episode. Frank looks a waitress up and down when he's on his date. That's his daughter, and she continues to cameo in the show up until the current season. Yeah, he was perfect on his daughter. Yeah. No. I mean, good on him. He's a good actor. He was he was good in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. So that's that's season three. Good work, buddy. Wow. Um, Who did season three? Me. Season uh, I think season three and four are when it like really starts to like oh, get yeah. what it's doing. Yeah. Gets, gets kinky. 
Um, there's 10 episodes, and it was from June 29 to August 17, 2006. That's old. Mm-hmm. That's real old now, did I think about it. Um, oh, no, that's the wrong date. That okay, great. Season. <laughs> there's 15 episodes. Yeah. And it was September 13 to November 15, 2007. That's like a fairly quick turnaround for something kind of almost homemade yeah that's pretty cool um it's still fx i don't know if that ever changes no, no it's, it's still fx that's now. good because a lot of shows like go all over the shop mm. um but this has some of my favorite named episodes um the first episode which is the 18th overall is the gang finds a dumpster baby such a good episode. There's a baby in this dumpster. The gang gets invincible, which is when they're trying to join the eagles. Yeah. That's a real good one because there is, like, Mac and Dennis are trying to play football. I don't even remember D, but Frank and Charlie are just, like, at the big, um... Dee's trying to prove that women can play football oh, yeah, as well, yeah. I thought she was trying to yeah, she's... one of them. Yeah, that's no, yeah. true. Oh, is that different one? Baseball. Oh, yeah, Um, Yeah, she's trying out for the football team as well. But, yeah, the Frank and Charlie are at a tailgate party. And the McPoyle, like, whole family's there. Yeah. <laughs> it might be the second time you meet the sister. What's her name? I don't... Yeah, well, that's Margaret the motion. Yeah, Margaret, I think. Oh, oh no, that's... That's Gail the Snail. That's unrelated. Oh, that's fucking weird, that cousin. shit. Um, yeah. But Frank goes on LSD and pretty much everything from that point is like a really good, um, like some of the best shit in the show. Yeah, and then he's still in the bin. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> when he's, the camera angle's like real fucked up on his face and he's real sweaty and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing that in a lot of memes lately. Um, Dennis and Dee's mum is dead. That's a good one. The gang gets held hostage, which I'll get back to because that's the best. That is an absolute gold episode. I'm glad you picked it. The aluminium monster versus, versus Fatty Magoo. The gang solves the North Korea situation. That's a dangerous one. Which is when Charlie almost gets married. To a 12-year-old girl. Oh, yeah. She's a 12-year-old girl. For some reason, <laughs> that chick who runs to the pub is just King Jong-il. Yeah. <laughs> um, the gang sells out. Um, Frank sets Sweet D on fire. I like that one, and also the footage pops up later. Yeah, um, there's a beautiful overarching thing for no reason where they've only got one VHS tape in their camera. So anytime they do anything that involves a television, you see clips from like four or five years ago, and it's like a great callback. Um, Sweet D's dating a retarded person. That's a good one too. He's a rapper. Uh, Mac is a serial killer, that's the second best of this season, I believe. There's a lot of theories around that one, it's really yeah, interesting. It's definitely a serial killer. Um, Carmen's back in it. <laughs> yeah. Transsexual. Um, she's the chick from Joe Dirt. Isn't it great that this show is like so filthy and so fucking horrible all the time, but it like never gives gays or transsexuals or ethnicities shit ever? Mm. Yeah, like, they get jokes 
that work both ways. Like, they're not actually making fun of them. Everyone's an equal, and yeah. it's weird that this is the um, fucking show to do it. Absolutely yeah. has the best ending in television. Mm. Can you tell us what happens right at the end, Toby? No, I can't. <laughs> Drop well, it like a top, my killer friend. on the loose, and they're hiding or something in the apartment of this... Is that the same? Oh yeah, sorry. I forgot those were the same episode. Yeah. And they have a chainsaw. Yep, Frank's gonna attack a man with a chainsaw. Because they think that it's him, even though it's definitely Dennis if someone was. Mm -hmm. Um, But they open the fridge and it's full of heads as the neighbour walks in. And it's just this awkward silence, and then Frank starts up the chainsaw and it just ends and starts playing the song. Um, I'll, I'll put a plug in here because... I'm recommending the shit out of it, and I can't do notes as well. But Ryan Hollinger does video essays about horror movies, and he's done two fan theories about Always Sunny. One about Charlie being molested. It's a very in-depth thing about The Nightman Cometh. Yeah, well, that's very, very much yes. in the And he's also got one called, Is Dennis Reynolds a Serial Killer? Definitely. Um, Dennis They're very like good. You gotta watch those. Sex offender. He does. Oh, like He's it. just slightly fat. Um, it introduces Max's dad. Who's mm. He's trying to be a good man all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's not that bad. The he gang gets whacked. Amazing. Part one and two. Those are good too. If you have like, like an hour to get cocaine go. from a speaker. Yeah, it's in the speaker. Bums making a mess all over the city. Some episode titles are weird. The gang dances their asses off. That's a good one. But going back to the best of season three... That's a hard pick, actually. There's no, a bunch of good ones. Dan gets held hostage. It is fucking good. All right. It's <laughs> pretty much just the McCoyles... This Is this the first time you see the sister? It's early, man. Yeah, it's very it early. They've only showed up a couple second. of times. Yeah, pretty much they just hold him hostage in the pub. Yeah. And it's real fucking weird. Dennis has to sleep with the weird chick. Yeah, I don't know. for no reason, it turns out. <laughs> yep, and then, yeah, you think one of the McPoyles can fall to his death, but it's like one story. <laughs> yeah, they're a single story building. Oh, no, you don't. Um, it's just <laughs> turns out their guns are rubber. Oh, um, yeah. If you want to Char- show someone Charlie... just get fucking off the hook, this show can get, that's a very good Me- first episode. Yeah, meanwhile, watch. um, Charlie and Frank are just doing random scenes from Die Hard together. <laughs> yeah. I like all the, like fucking bullshit that they put in there of, like from other things yeah there's another episode where um Frank keeps having like memories about how hunting men is um wrong but he, he's just he's remembering Rambo. Rambo he keeps he forgetting it several times I think like, they keep telling him it's just like you just <laughs> that's Rambo it's not you and he's like are you sure that wasn't me I'm positive like, it was me that it's a fucking movie <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much season three. It's definitely when the show starts getting really weird. Yeah, that's if, great. if you are on the fence or you just don't know about it and you're like a fan of the weird shit in American Dad or South Park or something, give this, give the Genghis Hell hostage a try. <coughs> also, give season four a go. Season yeah. four's a it's banger. very good. Um, it was also premiered on FX. Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys said, it's probably all of them. Um, 
Yeah, that's the fucking rainbow one. Yeah, yeah, that's the rainbow one. They're hunting, um, cricket. rickety cricket. Yeah, um, they're hunting them and they've got to get to the next level, being all extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dee and Charlie develop um, a cannibalistic hunger. I, I always forget what episode that is, but it's, it's so good. I love everyone's, like, chemistry. Like, Dennis and Mac are real good together, and Frank and Charlie are real good together, and those very times where we get D and Artemis, mm. yeah. it's great. Everyone works so well together. They always break off into teams, and after a while in the show, they literally break off into teams every episode because they know they're gonna. Yeah. It's like, I've got a stupid scheme, Mac, you with me, and then, like, they will be like, why not me? It's like, because you shit. <laughs> and then she'll have to go and do the other story. Um, the second episode is the gang solves the gas crisis. That's a good one too. <laughs> yeah, they got, um, Mac, Dennis and Charlie invest in barrels of gasoline and sell them like... Gas is like... Yeah, they're doing it like lemonade stand style yeah. with yeah. barrels of gas. They want to keep it in the basement for a year and resell it, but yeah, fuel goes off. Mm. Yeah, so that's, that's the problem that we must do. And for some reason, Charlie's from Texas for a while. Yeah, he's a cowboy. <laughs> um... The third episode is called America's Next Top Patties Billboard Model Contest. That's a good one. That is a the good fucking one. ending is so good of that one. I like to think they actually put that billboard up. Do it. It's a great billboard. <laughs> um, number four is uh, Mac Bangs the Waitress. Um, yep. Mac is that, the waitress. that could be the first time we learn about Dennis's sex tapes. Oh he yeah, he's got a them bunch from of them. the balls. He's a and, creepy guy. And Dennis is trying to make Charlie his best friend. He's like, no, we're best friends. Come on, we're best friends. We are. And yeah. then Max just, yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've got the Mac and Charlie die part one and two. Oh my God, they yes. They crash Dee's car into a wall and they film it. Well, they film like them pretending to do it, but Mac actually goes into the wall. Yeah, he's like brain damage sitting on the roof. I like the story of the wedding dress. Yeah, he's in a wedding dress, just getting mad. (laughs) But he likes the wedding dress. He wasn't gonna leave. It's so sad. (laughs) Um. Then this is this was a really good episode, and this was one of my favorites, but not my favorite of this season. Hmm. Who pooped the bed? You know, you didn't pick it. No. Oh my god, it's my favorite. You know what she's gonna pick. I know, but that episode is fucking it's perfect gold. Artemis just got sick. Yeah, she she she's go she goes all detective style. Yeah, if you guys want a nice like crime noir drama, that Poop episode. Who pooped the bed? <laughs> Season four, episode seven. Watch it. Okay. Um. Then there's the episode about when um. That guy writes a really bad review about the bar, and then they kidnap him and like kidnap his neighbor and like the the cat cat with diabetes. Charlie's got a hammer. (laughs) (laughs) He's just got a hammer. (laughs) Just in there with a fucking hammer. Um, uh, episode nine is Dennis Reynolds, an erotic life. Mm. (laughs) What an episode name! 
Is that the one where um the dude from Matchbox Twenty is there, or is that yeah. later? Yeah, Alright, good. That that's a good sure. one. And um, Sinbad. Yeah. And then they're and threatening him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sweet Tea has a heart attack. Oh my and god. And they to make the hearts better. That episode's fucking amazing. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um. Here's some real music for you, Coach Dick and Balls. <laughs> What's the B plot in that episode? You guys would have said it like more recently than Charlie me. Charlie and Mac join the corporate workforce to get health insurance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're like yeah, the Yeah, we find out about Pepe. Oh, I used to be able to do like yeah. that whole thing. Who's his friend at the end? Who tipped him? Fuck. Let me think. I don't know, but that's another one of the iconic things that everyone would know but probably hasn't seen. It's like the picture of. Charlie, like, with his big wall. Yeah, with a conspiracy wall. <laughs> That's a good one. You got Carolyn HR. I, fuck, oh, I don't yeah, remember Carol the dude. Carolyn HR. Oh, I'm beginning to think Carolyn HR doesn't exist. Yeah, but who's the guy that tipped him off? Who's not there? There's just some guy in a trench coat, and then he disappears, and Charlie just, like, stares at the roof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've lost your goddamn mind, Charlie, and it's playing, like, um, that song. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> It's a, yeah. <laughs> um, the game cracks the Liberty Bell. Is the That's a good one. That's that a that weird would one. probably be their highest budget episode. A lot of people hate that episode, but right. I have no dramas with it. I think it's great. When you see the people arguing about the worst episodes of Always Sunny, they're always pretty good, yeah, honestly. They're probably like, yeah. like they're not like bad. American people who are like, no, you got to respect our bell with a crack in it. Yeah. Um, episode 12 is The Gang Gets Extreme Home Makeover. I like the taco bed. That's the yeah. one where they like kidnap a family to renovate their house, but they burn it down. <laughs> they sure do. Um, and my favourite episode is the final episode. Episode 13. Mm-hmm. The Nightman Cometh. <gasps> my only do it. Do the song. You never heard it. You do the the ah uh, uh, better. Did, which one of us had the episode where they write the song? Yeah, where is that? Because it's in it's in one of them. Yeah, it's much earlier, isn't it? Yeah. It's the when they start Jettison, they start a band. And yeah, they're like. That's another episode that where the B plot is the episode title, so I don't fucking know where that bit is. <laughs> I'll figure it out when Meg tells us the story. Alright, go. So, with the help and support of his friends, Charlie stages a rock opera based on his song Nightman. You can't just read it. I just, I just read it. You're get sued. No, it's fine. Um, don't worry about it, guys. It's fine. Um, if they're suing, they're listening, so I'll take it. Yay! Yeah, it's money. Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Um, that's what Disney's saying at the moment. Uh, Lion King is meant to be awful. Yes! Every review I've read is, like, mean. Like, too far. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, so... Try to do the song. Stall for time. Damn Fighter of the night, man. Can't be another the sun. There's a princess. You're a master of karate and friendship for <laughs> everyone. Yep, and a troll told to get him to. 
that boy's hole. I've got a it's nice um, Valentine's Day letter that's like Mac in his karate clothes with his cat eyes, <laughs> and it says, "I'm paying a troll toll to get into your soul." That's beautiful. Uh, um, so yeah, Charlie makes an opera, a rock opera thing, a, a play, if you will. That might be about him getting molested as a child. Absolutely. <laughs> but oh, bless you, sorry. Um, the waitress princess and shit. It's a mess of a thing. It's so weird. It's just a and she, hmm. She, um, so he, he, he's made it and he's put a lot of effort into it. And his, his friends just want to make it sort of about them and he's very upset about it. None of them really give much of a fuck. No, they're kind of like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to play, I'm going to make karate moves. It's going to be sick. Yeah. And then. Dee doesn't want to fuck a little boy. Yeah. Like it's. Dennis probably doesn't want to It's got one the of the way. greatest parts of the show, like, single, like, two-second bit as well. I'll point it out when you're up to that section. I might miss it. But, um, they sort of end up doing, like, they take what he's got and do their own sort of thing with it. And he gets really shitty through the whole thing. He's just like, alright, what does he say? I'm going to slap the shit out of all of you. Yeah. <laughs> What were you going to say, buddy? Um, further into the story, mm-hmm. when the young boy becomes Dayman. Oh, yeah. How he kills the troll. Or someone just passes him a gun and the troll's like, what is that? He goes, yeah, you know what it is, you know bitch. It is, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Bang. <laughs> oh, no. And at the end of the, the play, they all sing the Dayman song, and he cometh, and it's all good. And then Charlie comes down in a thing of gold. In a yellow suit and a big yes. top hat yeah, and everything. Yeah, he's singing and he, he's made sure the waitress came because he's really all about this waitress coming to his plate. And she's got this he red promised spot. promised he would stop stalking her. Yeah. He doesn't. Leave her alone. <laughs> yeah, he says I didn't stop. Yeah, he didn't say anything. But, yeah, so he's singing his song and he comes down on this thing and it's really big and elaborate. And he's, he's singing, marry me. And she's like, are you serious? No. Can I go now? Walk away from me. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good one. That's great. It's a good season. And I like the, the, the cover that those people made. Mm. There's some good um, Dayman song covers on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, that was season four. He comes up with some pretty good songs. Yeah. I like the original Oh, yeah, song. there's other songs too. Spider. The night. Spider. Deep in my soul. Been there for years. Um, and the song. Just won't let go. The Nightman. It's all you know the first one he sings? Yeah. It's all, it's all that one's fucked up. It sure is. Um, I got the script here about Pepe Sylvia. Are you going to say it? I need someone to be my Mac for a little bit of oh, Wayward right. School Theatre. You're not going to do it. You hate me. I'm sorry, everyone. I believe it was from one of my episodes. It was um, Sweet Day's dating a retarded person. Because hey. at the end, he's not retarded. He can rap. Yeah, he's huffing paint. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. We convinced, like, every TAFE teacher I had that I huff paint. That, <laughs> no one would not believe that. Don't you? <laughs> no, I huff glue. I uh, eat glue. 
I mean, explain to us. 420 inject glue. We could oh. charge people money. For glue? We pour glue into their bodies so that their stomach's not as big and then they don't eat as much and die. Or they're going to die. Do you know who doesn't weigh a lot? Skeletons. <laughs> no! Do you know you have enough bones in your body to build an entire skeleton? I have no bones. Oh. I just have machines. Yep. But none of them work. Well. We have to put him really far away from the mic because you hear him whir and, and his gears are cranking. Machines work. I <laughs> tell oh, that's no good. He's going to die. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> You know that um, male porn star with the shaved head that's in lots of memes? That's all better, yep. like he can, like he's got all these different jobs? It's just a selfie that says, Boys, there's nothing I can't penetrate. Can't be in hashtag area 51. God damn it. Uh, I've never seen a meme go this over the top. It is, it is good. What meme do you think got this close? Probably that crappy fucking Kanye one. No, no, the Drake one where he's dismissive and then he's like happy. Oh, so it's yeah. one thing and then the other thing. That was a common. That one probably got up there. Mm. Mm. There's been some good ones. Mm. There sure has. Um, any more thoughts about Always Sunny? Fucking watch. It's great. Take Give it. us more DVDs. Yeah, that'd be nice for some proper Australian releases. I'm relying entirely on iTunes video, and that, that's never gonna fucking last. I'm gonna lose everything. Oh no. I'm gonna lose all my things. Like, Turn it onto a disc or something. I don't Wait, know. Do you not make called my hold on the way here? The bear claw. <laughs> that's an ace ring. No, it's my gold. No, I said that'd be bad. Some, you said something about a bear claw. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, I said something about um, touching a dog and it feels like a pecker. Oh, yeah, I thought you said bear claw. You touched a penis and it felt like a dick, huh? <laughs> I was singing the song and I was changing the words. Oh, I see. It was probably an icky song. I wouldn't do that. How many seasons of Always Sunny have you guys watched so far? Um, Where are we, we at? Uh, like uh, halfway through season six. So yeah. we've had to start buying Futurama because I oh, know we can't get any more. Um, do you have there been any like massive highlights for you outside of the seasons we've covered today? Oh no, five and six are fucking good. They are pretty good. Yeah. They're actually probably my favourite one. I think season five, maybe. Find out next time. Yeah, find out. Think. Find out. Have we ever done a second half like a part of the no, show? We have other ones to do first. Okay, you, Patty's Pub, home of the original kitten mittens, is good. That's a good episode. You guys have seen. The, the Dennis system, of course. Oh, that's a good yep. one. Yeah, um, best episodes of all time. Sweet D gets audited is good because there's a dead baby in it, but it turns out it's a dead dog. Reckon Dennis breakups classic. Yeah. Oh, that one's yeah, that one's. We old kid in here. Yeah, investing your time in the first two seasons is so worth it for the shit that comes afterwards. Mm. It gets real nuts. Um, the World Series defense is a good one. That's what we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. They're going to the World Series. Oh. It's a nice one. Yes. Okay. The Genghis Frank and Intervention School. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yep, so. 
all in all, YouTube Ryan Hollinger's always signing videos, but also watch the Pepe Silvia ep- video. Watch the whole scene because that'll win you over completely. It's great. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for homework? Is that what yeah. you're telling me? All right. I have come with three very special hypotheticals for everybody. I hope they don't tank really hard. Because I sat on them for like hours trying to perfect it all. Alright. Well, pick a number between one and three. And the spell will... There's some bees. Pick a spelling between one and ten. Three. Alright. You wake up one morning with a sore tummy. Okay. That's it. I'm kidding, it keeps going down with it. Alright, you wake up <laughs> You wake up in the morning with a small with a sore tummy. Maybe it's something you ate or whatever, you don't think much of it, it's fine. Later that day you start throwing up. And slick with bile inside the vomit you find dozens of photos of your nude selfies. Are they crumpled up or are they just like straight squares? You're my you're my wingman on this hypothetical, you tell her. Are they no, they're they in like good polaroids? Polaroids? Yeah, Polaroids. Okay. Are they ones? Are they ones you've taken or ones someone have taken of you? You've taken. All right. Okay. So the photos you so they're took. They're crumpled up. There's one. I'm gonna tell this story. No. I was doing. <laughs> Go on, stall for time. No, no, this is good. We were. We, I'm. I work in garden maintenance, mm-hmm. and in a, a garden. In like one of the really busy roads, we found this Polaroid picture. Oh. And there's this guy, and he's bending over nude. Like you don't see anything, but he's bending over nude, and this somebody must have taken a photo of him. And we put it in my one of the leading hands um, card holders for like when he like goes and pays for fuel. Okay. And he, he, he went away for a while, so he never saw it for a little while, so he forgot all about it. And then he found it one day. Shouldn't be touching someone's wallet. You shouldn't be touching a Polaroid, Polaroid photo that's covered in jizz. Presumably. Thing. We also um, found a dildo then one time. And a KFC Did it taste any good? Hat. Nobody tried. No, no. I right. don't know. <laughs> what do you do? You're throwing up nude photos that you've taken, but somehow people are putting them in your tummy while you sleep. Blame it what happens forever. Do? What do you do? Do you see a docker? No, because that's spooky. I don't How like do you live? <laughs> How do you live with this? You just get used to puking up like a bunch of photos every day. Make an album. Make an album. Make a scrapbook. It's yeah. like the same six I photos go, on a loop. I go, I go see the witch doctor, and I I, I make them. All right, which doc? Which doctor says you've angered the spirits, and then the next morning you throw up glossy A4 prints of the same pictures. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna what have you done, Meg? <laughs> I'm gonna cut in. Okay. Do you know what I would do? I would take new nudes to see if they come tomorrow. Holy shit! Oh. That's a good move. I wouldn't have planned on that. I, oh. I pretend to sleep, but I do not sleep. And then I catch You try to catch them like a kid with Santa Claus? Like, yeah. They happen anyway. Yeah. They happen spiritually. And then it turns out to be Santa Claus, and then I'm like, oh my god! So do you ask him not to, or you beat his ass? I have... I have a, a two by four, and I say, not today! Is he a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> get him with a steak! Slap him with a tambourine. And then I get the sledgehammer. Alright, so... Trey, do you think she wins? 
Oh, we'll wait till the end. We'll, we'll okay. Well, now, now Meg's moving into the wingman position, who answers questions. Um, try to pick a number. One. All right. So, <laughs> Belle Delphine really wants you to drink her bath water. <laughs> um, yep, that's it. She said you get a fucking Facebook message. She says, "Look, I'll give you a discount code." Just you specifically, Trade Polar. I want you to get some of this water in you. I would say, how much is the discount code? And she would reply. What's the discount, Meg? 60%, because she really wants you to... That's not bad, 60%. I would say, to be honest, your eyes and mouth are real weird looking, and I don't understand why all these people are so attracted to you. All right. Half the time you look in seizure in your photos. All right, two days pass. stroke, sorry. Two days pass. There's a knock at your door. Belle Delphine's there. She's got a cup of water. She's in the bath at the door. Yep, she's brought the bath into your front yard, and she says, look... It's really, really important to me that you drink some of this bath water. I would say, oh, whoops, I've dropped this toaster I have in the bar. And then I sell her skin for more money. Alright, she's immortal as well. And she comes in the next day. Like your shirt. Yeah, Yeah, she's a Tomie now. She shows up at the door, but it's the back door. She's in your yard now. Cool. This is two days later. My dog eats her. Now she pet the dog, she oh. give it a sausage, it's happy dog. Oh, she she come prepared with a cup of the water and a sausage for the dog. <laughs> and she goes, listen, what'll it take? I'm fucking here, I'm pleading, I'm on my knees, try to pull off. The only way I will drink your bath water is if I drink the bath that has been in your water. She says, alright, I'll work that out. I'll grind up the ceramic and you can ingest that if that's what it'll take. No, but I want the bath that has been in the water. Yeah. Not the bath that held the water. I want the bath... Yeah, she she orchestrates a hot tub. She gets in that and then puts a bathtub in the hot tub with her. And you're going to eat this bathtub. Is that what you're saying? Yes. (laughs) Alright. But... Okay. When she brings it, I actually... I've gone, and I have joined ISIS. the monks <laughs> okay. of North Carolina. <laughs> Alright, so two days passed, she's there again. She says, mate, seriously, oh, I need this. I will, give, I will give you two million dollars here and now, drink this bathtub. He is a monk, he has, he has, um, the <gasps> silence. I like that they put up her hand <laughs> then, but still kept talking anyway. She got it. I would take her glass of water. Yeah. Throw it in her. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw her one of the other monks. Oh. He fucking melts like the goddamn witch from Wizard of Oz. Well, oh see, no! The reason now I you're in... a monk is because we all shave our heads. She won't know which one's me anymore. She knows because you got tattoos. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all the other monks have tattoos. The same as Trey. Yeah. What'll it take? She pleads. Is that? Do you want me to just tell you what it would take for me to drink her? It's important for step what? two. Oh, oh you could have just asked that. Fuck oh. off, answer the question, it's hypothetical. I like I had a choice. No, she's going to keep it's asking. Cake. I thought you said a cake. It for was a cake. Me never having to talk to her again. She said, that's fine, i got a restraining order here. I will sign it for myself. You will after. Um, delete your porn public account because you've made a lot of dudes sad. Yep. Even though I think you're weird looking. 
Um, I want the four best doctors on earth nearby because apparently you get sick when you drink a cup of bath water. Okay. And her to have Mountain Dew Australia bring back OG recipe. Alright, and she's also got a nice meet and greet with Johnny Knoxville for you as well. Yeah, do that. What's part two? Alright, well, alright, she's all happy. That's all going to happen. She's got it signed in writing. She'll do all those things for you. She just needs your credit card details. Do I still get the 60% off? Yeah. She just wants all the credit card details. How much? Like all of it. Like the little three numbers on the back. the colour? Yep. Um, She wants you to photocopy your credit card. I only do PayPal. She wants a photocopy of the credit card. I'll give her Megs. Oh, you bitch! <laughs> Meg, you get 60% off. She's gonna take all my money! No, no, she's not charging you for it. She just, it's free. She just wants What's the credit card debt. Well, yeah, Megs. She does, you don't need to know, she says. Yeah, it's fine, Meg. Hand pulling up. Alright, she's got a copy of Meg's credit card details on file now. Yep. Alright, you drink the water? Yeah, because I got all that shit. You're a fucking Sal out and she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Meg, write that out of 10. That's pretty good. Alright, Trey's adventure. <laughs> okay. Alright, Trey's back in wingman seat. And he's he's been cleared by the doctors. He's alright. He's just yeah, a sellout now. <laughs> she hates him. I'm not a sellout because I you drank the fucking the water. And I got the boys Mountain Dew back. Yeah. Yeah, Dew so back's I'm a Star Wars guy. Hero, not a sellout. Yeah, they put a statue of you up in Pittsburgh. It's real nice. Alright, yeah, Kyle? Think, I think Pittsburgh yeah. still has been Dew. Yeah, it's in America. It's Australia. Yeah, but they put a, it's an unrelated statue of you. Also, and, and then Meg gets a phone call from the bank. They're like, there's a lot of weird shady things happening with your credit card. <laughs> and that's the end. That chick should stop pulling weird things with her face. Okay. Whatever that word is that means... The cross-eyed and the tongue out? face, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know how to Google it. Um, anyway. Did you know I learned this from researching um, Edmund Kemper the other day? Oh my god, alright. You know how if you're a luxury man, it is called a fellatio? If I'm a luxury man such as myself. Yeah. Did you know there's a word like fellatio, but for when you're, you're doing it? Cunnilingus. No. Fucking them in the head, there's a word that rhymes with fellatio. Mm. So there's two different technical terms depending on which person's doing the movement of the dick suck. <laughs> and I find that. Ladies weird. and gentlemen, write in, let but, us know. Like, fellatio is meant to be like a kind of. You wouldn't hear it often because it's probably kind of not inappropriate as much. It's like the real term. Mm. And then they're like, let's make a real term. For when you aggressively assault someone's throat. Hmm. Thanks, Kemper. Cool. Good Is old Edmund Kemper. Thanks, Wikipedia. Decapitated his mum and fucked the disembodied corpse's mouth. I like the part... We're doing a podcast on him now. Um, okay. It might have been the first two girls he kidnapped. Mm-hmm. But I think he'd already killed one. And he was tying up the second one, and he accidentally touched her boot. And he got embarrassed. Yeah, he, he got said, oh, I'm sorry. And apologized, and then within five minutes, she was dead. <laughs> yeah, but he was polite. And he then raped the head that he cut off. But he's sorry he touched her on the boob. Hmm. you being... That's hypothetical. Yeah, you your boob's gone. if you touched the victim on the boob. 
I've got a different hypothetical written down here. Okay. Okay, Kai Steen. So. Wait, am I the man or me? You're, you're, you're the man. Okay. You're the man in the chair. I answer the question. Okay. No. Aliens keep turning off your morning alarm. You keep getting late for work, an alien keeps coming in the dead of night and turning off your phone's alarm. Okay. Okay. Um, he's also taking the labels off all of the tin cans in the cupboard. Okay. Alright, what, what are you gonna do? Sleep in and not eat any of the tin cans in the cupboard. Well, you don't know which one's corn and which one's beans. I don't all the like labels corn are gone. beans, so I don't care. Well, I know a good way to get rid of him. Hmm? Send him to Facebook HQ. Where he will now lead the charge storming Area 51 to the Save his brothers. <laughs> and then he's not at my house. Still on my Bible. So you're not going to interact with this alien at all? You know he's there. He's not quiet. He comes in. He knocks over a lamp by accident. Yeah. He goes, shh, to the lamp. Yeah. And he turns off your phone. So it's just you, but drunk. He's an alien, though. I'm there sleeping. I'm terrified. So it's There's just an alien. You, but drunk. He's the chef from Futurama. Yeah, oh. he's, got, he's got a bunch of arms and he keeps coming in and fucking up your phone. What if you have two phones? You're not going to interact him. at all? I think he I'd wants give him a boop on the nose and tell him to <laughs> stop being a naughty boy. He starts beeping boop. at you. Yeah, boop. Boop, 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 What's the quote? Be the first man on on another planet and interacting with another race. And fucking him. Who said that? It was Jay. Jay and Bob. Mm. Yeah, homeboy fucked a Martian once. Um, alright, you realise he's talking, he he knows Morse code. He's trying to communicate with you. Okay. He beep 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 beep. He wants to watch 1989's movie Look Who's Talking, starring John Travolta. He wants to watch it with you. And he's going to keep ripping the labels off the tin cans and turning off your fucking morning alarm. Okay, so I suppose we're watching a movie that I've never heard of before. But Kai's actually put on Shark Boy's Lava Girl and convinced him that that was it. Is that, is that your move? Well, Considering I've never seen that one either. Other than the other two. <laughs> Sorry. What, what do you do? I put on whatever movie Toby wants me to put on. Okay, you put on Look Who's Talking? He doesn't understand anything. Because he's a fucking alien, so he keeps pausing the movie and asking stuff in Morse code, which you have to sit there and translate and answer him they before the movie will continue. He like, wants instead of subtitles, you know what? Like you know, Morse code. No, no, you know what I do. Yeah. I sit there hmm? and I repeat it, but in in the long alphabet. What binary code? Yeah. I would explain he wants to know stuff like, oh, do the adults understand the baby in this movie, or do like do people understand their baby in real life? He wants to know if all dads drive taxis. He asks a lot of really difficult questions, and you got to really sit and explain shit to him. It's very annoying. It takes like four hours to get through the movie. I don't know. So it's like I'm just going to work. Yeah, it's like a whole work day of you watching. Look who's talking (laughs) with an alien. Hang on, I'm gonna answer your question. I need to know what you're gonna do. I'm trying to. All right, what would you what would you do, Meg? Would you get annoyed at his questions? I'm, I'm too polite, so I'd just like, go along with it. Um, until he was like... Alright, ask, ask me a question. He wants to know, do the adults understand the baby? Yankee, Alpha, Echo. 
He does it. He's like, what? Because <laughs> he's in the beepity's the Morse code. Yankee Alpha Echo. He doesn't know what you're doing. He's a Yankee Alpha Echo. Yeah, you. He shoots you. You're dead. You well, d- now I'm dead. I don't have Morse code. I have. I have one. I don't know Morse code, so I would just take it. Because if you're just going to try and annoy the crap out of me until I'll do what you want, I'll just try and annoy the crap out of you until you do what I want. Just just watch the movie with the alien. That's the hypothetical. I watched the movie with alien. He asked me a dumb question. I answered it in a dumb way. Do you watch the sequel with him, yes or no? I don't know, because apparently he killed me. I press play every time I ask a question. You just ignore his questions. I would tell him that I don't know Morse code, so then we would... um, Go down to the local, and I'll introduce him to Ken Carter Cordial. Okay. And we'll just get, on, just get, him really get on the sesh with the boys. That's a good idea, because he's in there fucking up your morning alarms anyway. You can have sleeping. If he's drunk, he won't touch my alarms. Okay. <laughs> I said multiple alarms, so he doesn't know which one to turn on and off. He doesn't know what to do. He breaks the phone over his knee. <laughs> now he owes me a new phone. He'll pay for a new one, if you watch a movie with him. I watch a movie with him I just didn't say that I would answer his questions alright there it is ladies and gentlemen what are you going to give him a path (laughs) no if we made a path yeah he puts his he puts his hand on your thigh it's not it's friendly Trace gonna pop around you. Oh no, you're gonna molest him. That's my resume for Area 51. You're gonna molest him. The Western Allies I'm ready to use. Alright, there it is. Trace a sell out. Meg fucking is puking up nice glossy photos of her tits. And Kaya's watched a film she hasn't seen before. Yeah. It's always in Philadelphia, you guys. There it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've been over to follow. I've been the show doesn't really portray um, Philadelphia as like a, great a good place. <laughs> no, it's really bad. Um, I've been joined by the White Collar. I've never been to Philly. I've been joined by Megan Chikatilo. Alright, I've been joined by Kaya Stein, our producer and editor. I've eaten a Philly cheesesteak. I had one that didn't have bread. That was fucking stupid. All right, there it is, everybody. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Write a review that just says "yeet" if yeet. you want. Whatever. Uh, there it is. Fucking yeet or be yeeted. Cool. That's right. Sometimes you kick. Sometimes you get kicked. And then he hung himself. Well, coming. Yeah, but in excess, everybody. Who would have? What? <laughs> if Bye. Not, if you're not. So long. Slap an imaginary cheeks when you die. You didn't do good enough. There it is, everybody. Slap them cheeks. Class dismissed. Uh, this is that word, Toby. That's fancy face fuck. Uramatio. Yeah, that sounds, sounds like a like Japanese an samurai. Oh. Is this, right. is this my Mac? Yeah, let's talk about the mail. Can we please talk about the mail, Mac? I've been dying to talk about the mail with you all there, okay? Pepe Sylvia, this name keeps coming up over and over again. Every day, Pepe's mail's coming and getting sent back to me. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia, look at it in the mail. I got a whole box of Pepe Sylvia. So I said to myself, I gotta find this guy. I gotta get up to his office and put the mail in his goddamn hands. Otherwise, he's never gonna get it. He's gonna keep coming back down here. So I go up to Pepe's office. You know what I find out, Mac? What did I find out? There's no Pepe Sylvia. The man does not exist, okay? So I decide, oh shit, buddy, I gotta dig a little deeper. There's no Pepe Silver, you gotta be kidding me. I got boxes full of Pepe. Alright, so I start marching down my way to Carolyn HR and I knock on the door and say, Carol! Carol! I gotta talk to you about 
And I open the door, you know what I find? Not a single goddamn desk in that office. There is no Carol in HR. Mac, half the employees in this building have been fucking made up. The office is a goddamn ghost town. Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. You don't have to stop you right there, sorry. Um, not only do all these people exist, but they've been asking for the mail on a daily basis. It's all they're talking about up there. Jesus Christ, dude. We're going to lose our jobs. That's not no, a lot of it. Oh, no. Who's Barney? <laughs> oh, my God. This comment's like upside down. They yeah, fuck me. Oh. Do you want to pay 35 grand really for a semi-long machine? Oh, we've lost it. It's gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone's selling a litre of Hollandaise sauce or whatever it's called. I, don't know, I can't find Hollandaise, yeah. Don't worry, Mac, we're not going to get fired. Because we've already been fired. What? A few days ago, pink envelopes come down dressed as one of me, one of you. I, I knew they were going to fire, so I sent them halfway to Siberia. <laughs> halfway to Siberia. Yeah. And, and then Max upset about something. Yeah. About them not getting health cover. Yeah. They're like, what are we going to do? And he's like, you yeah, Barney, give him a cigarette. He's like, Barney, oh, where the hell's Barney? Barney, he's going to pay me off. There it is. Why would fucking magical theater, everybody? Yes. Good night. Okay. You didn't like stop recording before that, did you? I heard so. Yes. Alright. But the other yes. Mmm. Mmm. No. Yes. Alright. Good night, everybody. Ah! Fighter of the Night's They took you nightmen and you don't belong to them. Champion of the fuck! They left you in a world of darkness without your sexy hands and I miss you, Nightman! So bad! Is that the original song? Yeah, that's one from the Huff and Fight. Everyone's day, man! Fight the night, man! Everyone's a song! Are they still living on the page, The lyrics is Nightman sneaky and mean spider <laughs> inside my dreams. I think I love you. You make me want to cry. You make me want to die. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, Nightman. Every night you come into my room and pin me down with your strong arms. You pin me down and I try to fight you. You come inside me. You fill me up and I become the Nightman. It's just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One on top and one on bottom. One inside and one is out. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other screaming, a passionate shout. It's the nightman. The feeling's so wrong and right, man. The feeling's so wrong and right, man. I can't fight you, man. When you come inside me, you pin me down with your strong hands. And I've become the night, the passionately passionate nightman. <laughs>